welcome to a bonus episode of Thou Shalt Not Suffer, the Witchcraft Podcast. I'm Josh Hutchinson. And I'm Sarah Jack. Today we talk with Gail Lichio and David Wright of the Stratford Historical Society, as well as author Richard Ross. We'll be talking about events coming up in remembrance of Goody Bassett, there will be a talk, a walk, and a ball. In this bonus, you get to hear how Goody Bassett, Stratford, Connecticut's local accused witch, who was legend, is now being acknowledged as her true self and reintroduced to us by the research and presentations of Stratford, Connecticut's town historian, David Wright, and author Richard Ross III. We'll give you all the details about the events, when, where, how. You've heard of Windsor clearing the names of Alice Young and Lydia Gilbert. But now the Historical Society in Stratford and the community is asking the Town Council of Stratford to accept their proposed resolution to clear the good names of accused witches, Goody Bassett and Hugh Crocia. Welcome guests Gail Lucio, David Wright, and Richard Ross III. First, we would just like you to go through and introduce yourselves and tell us your connection to the Stratford Historical Society or community. Well, I'll go first. My name is Gail Lichiel, and I've been proud president for the past five years. Stratford is pretty much my hometown, so I'm very proud to have reached this pinnacle in my older years. Yeah, the society is definitely a challenge. We're really very dedicated and very proud to be the forefront of the history of the town of Stratford. As David will tell you when I turn it over to him, he has been my right-hand man. He's also my vice president, and he really brings so much to the society. I could never do anything without him and the other people that we have on the board. Very blessed to have the board that we have at this time. So that being said, Dave, you want to add anything? Thank you, Gail. My name is David Wright. I'm vice president of the Historical Society, and I'm the historian for the town of Stratford. I've been associated with the Historical Society for about the last 10 years, and I'm also the newsletter editor for the Society. I think it's up to you now, Dick. My name is Dick Ross. I go under, of course, my real name, which is Richard S. Ross, and I go under the third because it's somewhat of a common name. And I noticed when I first put my first book out that it was getting confused with my son and a whole bunch of other people. So that's why I have added the third on there. Just to briefly tell you, I have, this is my first book. It's called Contagion in Prussia in 1831. And uh, it's a book basically about epidemic disease. And I came out in 2015 and it's a very interesting, good book. And it's done very well. And my second book, is this book called Before Salem, Witch Hunting in the Connecticut River Valley, 1647 to 1663. And to tell people it's nonfiction, obviously I'm a historian. I have a, a PhD and an MLS. I was the head librarian at Trinity College from about 2000 to 2015, I believe. I never can get my dates straight. But anyway, I do in history though. And I've been, obviously I retired and I've been doing um, some, a lot of, I do a lot of talks and got involved in a couple of 
historical societies. And every year, it seems like people are more interested in the witchcraft business and witch trials, et cetera. So I'm very happy about that. And I like to go out and I particularly like to go to libraries because I have an MLS, as you, I told you, and I like to talk to people there, but I also do historical societies. So that's about what's going on. Thank you so much. And we'd like to hear some more about the historical society. What can you tell us about that, Gail? 2025 is our 100 year anniversary. We have a lot of things planned for the celebration. Right now, we have begun charging Goodie Bassett with our first ever inaugural ball, which we always have heard the legends of Goodie Bassett and whatnot. They were mostly legends. Now, David has informed us that there's been so much more information that has come to the fore in the past 10 years that makes her more of a reality than a legend. But we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be May 20th. I'm sure you've heard you know, us mention that we've done very well already with solicitations from town people to sponsor. We're really psyched. That's about the only word I can use. We're really excited about this. We really are optimistic for the coming few years until we get to our 100th anniversary. We're really excited for the resurgence you guys are experiencing, too. David, it sounds like you brought some of the story to light and the intersection of lore and the history is really interesting and important. How did you gain your understanding of her? Well, Goody Bassett's been in our history since the first histories in Stratford were written. And if you go back through time, it's the one consistent story that's told throughout our history. Interestingly enough, the home that really began the society formally, the society was formed to preserve the Captain David Judson House, which is located on Academy Hill Road in Stratford. And interestingly enough, that home was more than, well, the home, one of the walls of the home was the original home wall of William Judson, who was one of the original settlers of Stratford. And his home, as you look at the map, of the original settlement of Stratford was probably one of the homes Goody Bassett would have passed by as she was on her way to the gallows. So we have a special connection to her because she's been part of our history for so long. And we always considered Goody Bassett a foregone fact in town until sometime, it appears, in about the 1970s when she became more of a legend. Now, with the work that Mr. Ross has done and Beth Caruso has done, they've connected a lot of the dots for us. So there's a man by the name of Thomas Thornton, who was one of Goody Bassett's neighbors in Windsor. Another one of her neighbors was John Young. And interestingly enough, all three of those people ended up in Stratford. 1650, Goody Bassett and her husband came to town in 1651. Thomas Thornton and John Young came to town. We always knew that, but we didn't realize the connection. And what Beth Caruso has done in her latest article in the Connecticut History Review is really tie those three individuals together. And it's an interesting thing because not only was Thomas Thornton around and more than likely involved in the hanging of Alice Young in Windsor, He suddenly appears, and Goody Bassett was an associate of Alice Young and probably was guilty by association, 
He suddenly appears in 1651 in Stratford. And then after Goody is hanged, he suddenly appears in Fairfield in 1653 at the hanging of Goody Nen. So Beth has done a fabulous job of tying it together. It's not that we didn't know about Goody. It's just that we passed through a period of time where there was so little indicating her actual personage and the reality of Goody Bassett that a lot of the people, I think, in town just assumed that it was one of those fun stories from our history with really no significant foundation to it. So as we've been able to learn more and as people like Mr. Ross and Beth Caruso have been able to tie things together, it's pretty obvious that we're talking about a very unfortunate woman with a very unfortunate set of associations, one of them being Thomas Thornton, and they all seem to come together for us in 2023, which really made it a watershed opportunity for us to talk a lot about Goody Bassett and to make our attempt in town to exonerate her from the charge of witchcraft in the town. And then hopefully we're able to celebrate that exoneration in May, which is on roughly the day that Goody Bassett was hanged in 1651. It's wonderful. We're really happy that you're doing this. It's exciting for us to see others in Connecticut bringing this history to light. And we appreciate that. Is there anything else anyone would like us to know about the life of Goody Bassett? Unfortunately, we know precious little about her. We only have some evidence from New Haven and some evidence from Goody Knapp's trial in Fairfield that really add to what we know about Goody Bassett. But of course, formally, all we really have is the passage from, from Connecticut history where it says the lieutenant governor and two of his associates went down to hold trial in Stratford. And without the other circumstantial evidence that has been uncovered related to the witch trial in New Haven and the witch trial in Fairfield, it would be very difficult for us to even be able to prove that Goody Bassett had actually been hay. So it's just really this year that everything's come together for us, but it doesn't give us a lot of information about who Goody Bassett was or where she came from. We don't find anything in the records of Windsor that talks about her, at least not that I've seen. And we don't have anything in the town of Stratford that really talks about her. So I wish we knew more. I wish more was written. I think Beth Caruso has done a fabulous job of explaining to us why we don't know more, but it's just unfortunate. And so we have to fill in the blanks with other associated pieces of information that we can bring together and put some meaning to her life and how she ended up being accused of witchcraft. I don't know if you'd like to add anything, Dick, to that. You're certainly much more knowledgeable than I on this topic. Yeah, I haven't seen Beth's article yet, and I'm going to I'm going to try and get hold of it to read it because I like obviously I need to look at the sources, and it, it sounds pretty legitimate from what you're saying. The one thing that I noticed when I was doing my research was that I'm, I believe, and I've seen other references to it, that she was married to Thomas Bassett, and he had come over on uh, uh, the ship, the Christian, 
and he was a carpenter. And he's, and I believe he's the one that married Goody, whatever her first name was. We don't know. Maybe there's more in Beth's article. As I said, I haven't seen it. But the thing that's interesting to me, was interesting to me was that, so Alice is hanged, as we know. Goody gets accused of being a witch through probably association in some way. Lydia Gilbert, who gets hanged in 1654, was also from Windsor and I believe was also had some kind of connection with Young. And I don't think Bassett, but she might have, because I think Bassett left in 1640, 1641. But Lydia was in jail in 1642 with the guy that she eventually married. And then Mrs. Marshfield, or a good woman Marshfield, who left and went up to Springfield and was accused of being a witch too up there. She never got hanged or anything like that, but he was accused by another woman who ended up actually being tried for being a witch. So anyway, but to me, it's, there's some kind of, all of them probably represented, just to say this, and I could be wrong, but they seem to have represented, look, for example, Mrs. Marshfield's husband was really, he lost a lot of money, caused a lot of problems, economic problems in the town of Windsor and deserted his family. And obviously she had gone down in status because she had must have had pretty good status when she first came over from, from England in the West Country. So I think all four women had some sort of lower status in the community than the other people, many of the other people live in the town of Windsor because a lot of the other people in the town of Windsor were, from what I could tell, pretty well off when they came over and they knew each other. They were like yeoman class, et cetera, et cetera. If you lost status at that time, it meant that you obviously didn't have the favorability of God. Let's put it that way. And then are you also acknowledging Hugh Crusher? How we found that was, I think there's a book called Connecticut Witch Trials that that appeared in. The book was written, I'd have to check in the 30s, but Hugh as Strafford's other witch, he was actually accused in what is today's Bridgeport. But he was tried and found essentially innocent by ignoramus, or they returned a, a verdict of ignoramus, which meant that they didn't have enough evidence to convict. He was never hanged. He, I'm sure, had to leave the community or experience a lot of distress continuing to live in the area. But we also had the benefit of it being 1692 and because Governor Winthrop had largely put an end to witch hanging when he returned from England in 1663, Hugh, while accused, the charges were dropped against him. We're including him in at least the resolution that we're presenting to the town council. Since we're talking about Goody Bassett, it seems good to just remove the curse of witchcraft everywhere that we know that it existed in the town, and Hugh just happens to be one of the unfortunate people that got swept into that. We know a little more about Hugh than we do Goody Bassett, not a lot about his life, but there is significantly more written about him in the trial, and so we can substantiate his charge of witchcraft and a little bit about the court proceedings a whole lot better than we can with Goody Bassett. What can you tell us about the events that you have planned? We have the honor and privilege of having Dick Ross come to town on the 27th of April. He's going to do a presentation that I'm not sure what Dick's calling, but 
for marketing purposes, we're calling it Before Salem, a little bit of a takeoff on his book. I have the privilege of being able to hear Mr. Ross in Nagatuck back in 2019. And since everything else was coming together for this year, I thought it would be really nice to have an expert come to town and talk about the Connecticut witch trials in general. It seemed to make more sense to have all of the witch trials brought together for people to think about why we got there, how we got there. And I think it puts a little more meaning to what we're talking about as it relates to Goody Bassett, since we don't have a whole heck of a lot of information about where in the process of creating a resolution that we want to present to the Stratford Town Council. I don't know what the council's reception is going to be. I'm hoping that with the activity in the state legislature and what the uh, Connecticut Witch Exoneration Project is attempting, that maybe that will motivate them a little more. We're going to, of course, let them know that Windsor has already done this. We've patterned our resolution after Windsor's and we'll be submitting it to them in the month of March, just as soon as we can finish crafting. And then in May, in early May, the 3rd and the 10th, we're going to do a couple of walks attempting. We, we can't do it with anything but speculation. And some of the streets don't even exist in exactly the same places as they did in 1651. We have a really good map of the settlement of Stratford, and it was done in about 1660. And so we're going to try and use that to retrace the likely path that she would take. And what I've done is looked at the shortest path from what would have been the original congregational church at that time to Gallows Brook. And I think taking her there, they probably would have chosen the shortest path possible to get there. So I'm, of course, taking a great deal of liberty at trying to retrace that path based on the fact, particularly, that some of the streets aren't even on that original map that we'll probably be walking on, but I'm going to attempt to come as close as I possibly can. And we know who lived in all of those homes, and some of the people who would have been living in those homes would have been the original founders, and they would have been very powerful men in town. And I think what I want to do as part of the walk is talk about who those people were, because Goody wouldn't have found her way to the gallows without the complicity of a number of the more powerful men in town. And so I think it will be helpful to talk about some of those people that were living in town and describe when they came to town and where their homes were. And we're going to talk a lot about Adam Blakeman, who really led the first 47 settlers to the town of Stratford in 1639. Then, as part of our gala on May 20th, hopeful that Mayor Hoytick is going to read a proclamation which will essentially proclaim Goody Bassett Day and explain that the town of Stratford, as she currently governs it, is doing what they can to absolve Goody from the charge of witchcraft that was brought against her. So we've got a pretty full next couple of months. We're looking forward to it. I'm really hoping that we'll have 
a really good turnout at Mr. Ross's presentation. We're hoping that you can help us with that. The walk, certainly anybody is going to be welcome to attend. So we'll certainly let everyone know if the demand continues and people want to have additional walks. I'll be happy to figure out what we're going to do with those. But I wanted to have before the gala and when things ramp up for us. So that's why they're planned when they're planned and we'll see what happens. We're really looking forward to any help we can as far as, you know, promoting the ticket sales for the actual ball. It is a fundraiser, emphasis on fund, D-F-U-N-D. And we just need as much participation. I love the idea of exoneration but we just need live bodies there at the bash as well to just celebrate and bring us back into the forefront of the town of Strap. David has been great with the walks. People love them. He's a great orator. But as far as anything else goes, whatever help we can glean from anyone, more than grateful. So I thank you very much. You're welcome. And how can people purchase tickets to the events? They will be on sale starting March 15th. They will be on Facebook. And what we can do is we can send you the link, whatever you need. And quite frankly, word of mouth helps. Anybody who wants to purchase a ticket can also call the society and leave a message. We will be glad to call each and every person back. We're just really pushing this to be a real knockdown, drag out event for the town. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've gone to great lengths to promote it. We've gone to great lengths to have a fabulous menu, great entertainment. So. I hope to see you all there. That's about all I can say. It's going to be really wonderful. And I thank everyone for helping. That's very exciting. Is the gala located at your facility? What it is, it's located at Vizano's Four Seasons. That's one of the biggest facilities we have in Stratford. In fact, one time it was an old, small, grand union supermarket. But it's since been converted over the years to a beautiful venue for weddings, bridal showers, anything of that nature. I really think that the town uses them quite frequently because it holds up to 400 people, which is a real great event site. Other than that, we're just counting down the days until we get everything rocking and rolling and take it from there. I can't wait to meet Mr. Ross, though. I really want to grill him on a few things. David, you also spoke or wrote to us about a marker, historic marker for Goody Bassett. What would that look like? We're working on that with Mayor Hoytick. I'm not sure how that will come together exactly. And the reason is because the marker that we're looking at will be something modeled after the marker that was put in place in Bridgeport at the Burroughs Community Center for Goody Nap a few years ago. And we'd like to do a similar thing, but we have a large forest in the north end of town that has some very large rocks. And it was originally a quarry, actually. And one of the markers at the place we'll be beginning the Goody Bassett Last Mile walks was actually brought from Roosevelt Forest. It's called the Max Harbor marker. And we'd like to do something like that. We like to place it. In the center of West Broad Street, it will probably be very near where I-95 crosses West Broad, which won't be far enough north by probably 100 yards to where Gallons Brook would have run. But we have to work with the property that we have at this time. And if we were to put the, the marker where we think 
the gallows were that Goody was hanged from, it would be right in the middle of Metro North's railroad tracks. And we're thinking they probably wouldn't approve it. We're moving it a little further south on West Broad. There's a strip of land that the town owns. The mayor has certainly been supportive of that, but now we're going to have to find a stone of the right dimensions and get it transported down to that location. So I just don't know that we can do all of that before May 20th, but that doesn't mean we're not going to try. The mayor's time is not open to us whenever we need her. So we kind of have to work around her schedule and the scheduling that she can give to us. So she's supportive. I've had conversation with her already. And so just as soon as we can put that marker in place, it will be placed. That may take a while. I probably started talking to the mayor about this four or five years ago. It just, time passes much too quickly in some cases. And thank you both for all the information. I'm really excited for your community. They're very fortunate to have you guys working on this project. And I think it's going to be fruitful and wonderful. This has been Thou Shalt Not Suffer, the Witch Child podcast. You'll find dates and links to all the events in the show description. Join us again Thursday. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Visit ThouShaltNotSuffer.com. Remember to tell your friends and family and anyone else who may be interested. You can support our efforts at EndWitchHunts.org. Have a great today and a beautiful tomorrow.